It's time for JT the Brick. I am JT the Brick, focused black hole, getting in there, ready to rock. I got my A game. I've been there with the Raider Nation in the black hole. I've been in this rivalry. I've seen it in my 24 years here. It's a do-or-die game. Can't let them win in Vegas. Protect the house. Protect the Legion Stadium. Be ready to go. No half-ass effort. You don't need a PhD. You don't need some expert on CNN or Fox News teaching you about fandom. I just told you. JT the Brick. I'm on a roll right now, so let me go. Hey, JT. Yes. I love you, and I love your show. Thank you. That's what the Raiders are based on. Al Davis, the history of the Raiders. They were always banged up. They were always taped up. They had blood coming through their helmets, and they played. The 11 angry men. I'm not encouraging injuries. I'm encouraging violence. So that's where we are, Raider Nation. Simply put, man up and play football and win a game. And now. That's a hell of a motivational speech. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the game. Hey, JT, it's press conference day over at the Raider facility. A number of Raiders have met the media, still waiting on a few more. Uh, We're planning on playing a Jacoby Myers press conference. We'll let you know what we know when we find out. Shane Knighty is going to join us coming up in a moment from the Vegas Golden Knights broadcast team. They have 90 points. 90 points, number one in the Western Conference. You know I love this hockey team. Love this hockey team. I'm not a journalist. I'm a fan behind the microphone here, and I want VGK to win the Cup. So we're going to talk to Shane coming up here. Levi Edwards and Chris Matthews are pushed back because some of the Raider press conferences will push back a bit. So we're trying to thread the needle here with March Madness. we got a big upset as Furman beat Virginia. So that's a 13 over a 4. That already came out of the gate. I'm thrilled to talk with Shane Knighty, one of the best analysts locally for Vegas and nationally, former great player, and the Knights are on a roll. And Shane, it's been a bit good to talk to you as Vegas sits here with 90 points. If I told you break out the calendar two months ago and I said look forward, did you think they'd have 90 by now? Well, it's certainly a lot better since the All-Star break than we saw last season. Uh, yeah. You know, quite a turnaround last year in first place, and we know where it went, and just injuries they couldn't overcome. But this year, a different story. I think it came at the right time. Team that just needed to, you know, they talked about a recharge, a reset through the break, and come out in the best team in the NHL since at 13-2-2. Two two. So I think it always starts early. They, they came out of that break, struggled to score, and then they – Went on the road, and uh, it was Minnesota-Nashville, put up a lot of goals, and, and that builds confidence right away. And, uh, you know, what it does, it becomes contagious. And, and from there, you, you find different ways to win games. Not every game's been perfect, but uh, the important thing is you're finding a way to get the two points at the end of the night. How much credit should Cassidy get for getting everyone ready when he's mixing and matching all these lines and guys are injured and guys are coming up from the minors and guys coming off trades are coming in quickly to play. Walk me through the chemistry that you see with this team at practice and on the road and how some of these newer lines are gelling together. Well, you know, and part of that's the coach. They, you know, the coaching staff, they'll have certain scenarios they'll want to try, they'll want to look at. The thing I like about Cassidy is, you know, if he doesn't see something, he's not going to stick with it. He's going he's to move pieces around and, you know, that's something that was known about Bruce Cassidy. If you're talking about his coaching careers, his ability to adjust in game. Um, you know, and, and the players are the one that go out and execute. So they've got to, they've got to take the information given and go out. I think, you know, one area of Bruce Cassidy has been a big strength this year. And we just saw it being on the East Coast is their record against the East just year. They're the best team in the West against the East. And you got a coach that 
has a ton of knowledge, especially against those top teams. You know, coaching Boston, you know, you had Tampa, Carolina, Toronto, all those teams in playoffs. So understanding their tendencies, being able to put the right pregame scout out and, uh, you know, I guess the right type of uh, execution, the way you want to play the game plan. Um, so, you know, I think, I think it's, but there's, you know, credit goes around to everyone uh, from the coaching staff to the players just to, and to management for bringing in pieces because they have been hit here with injuries. You, you, the whole fourth line has been so good at the start of the year, Carrier, Colasar, and Wah, they were out. But bringing guys like Barbashev that could fit in and fill that role. You've got a guy like Teddy Bluger that can fit in that third line. you get Brad Howden, who was out for injury. He can fit in, you know, and then a call-up like Dorofiev's come and, and played so well. So, you know, they've been able to fill those gaps with the injuries this year a lot better, goaltending especially, you know. Thank goodness the, the move for Jonathan Quick was made. You know, the, the scenario they kind of pl- just wanted to make sure they had backup for, didn't plan for it to happen, did. And, you know, all of a sudden he's your goaltender and he's been great with, a, you know, winning his first four starts. Shane Natty is our guest. And when you heard about Jonathan Quick coming and you thought about it initially, Shane, we've talked to you a lot about Robin Leonard in the past and Marc-Andre Fleury and, you know, goaltenders working out, playing at a high level or not. And this is incredible to get a player like this. You played in this league for a while. You're one of the great analysts. How big of a storyline is this around the rest of the NHL that Vegas, without Mark Stone, got Jonathan Quick. They got 90 points and they're rolling right now. Well, I think there's the two storylines. Number one, there was the shock that L.A. traded him, first of all, to Columbus. You know, this is a guy that's, you know, the best goaltender in Kings history. And they trade him, you know, six, you know, the end of the year before his expiring contract comes out. And who knows what happens there? He's statue, everything. So I think, and the way it was handled with him not knowing, but that's the business of the sport. Um, and then I, you know, credit to Golden Knights. I, I like this move. I know everybody looked at his numbers, his age, and say, yeah, well, and, and it, it's fair. You got to look at everything you can. To me, I look, I, I look at character in this situation. I look at motivation for a guy who's been known as one of the fierce competitors in the goal throughout his career, uh, who's had success. We're not. You're not asking him to come in and put up. 50 games in a regular season for him. You're looking for him to come in and fill down the stretch and into where playoffs can become a mental grind that he understands and has won at twice. So when I looked at that, I think this was an excellent pickup. Um, you know, nothing's given. It's You've got a bunch of goaltenders now where you have internal competition, and mm-hmm. they're going to go with the guy that uh, they feel is playing the best at that time or that has proven themselves. So this is, you know, a competition piece for him and, Knowing he comes in, he's going to have the opportunity to compete for a spot, as the other guys will. So um, I think it's always good to have depth at every position. And uh, I don't know, they might have a little more than they need, but, uh, hey, that's the scenario they're in with the injuries and uh, uncertainty of when or who can, if they get back. Shane Knighty is our guest as we wrap it up. Shane, they dropped the first one on the road and then played magnificently. What was the bonding like on the road with this team? What did you see, hear about them when you analyzed their play? Was something special? This was a very important trip before they came back to the Fortress. The fans here in Vegas are on edge right now with excitement looking at the upcoming schedule and where they are and how they have to keep the Kings and Edmonton and the other teams behind them, especially in the Pacific, 
and what we're looking at the rest of the way. So I think this is the moment. I wanted to get you on personally today to tell the fans as they're home and it's March Madness and everybody's going crazy <laughs> with the upcoming schedule. This could be the biggest story in town. Raiders free agency, F1. But, hey, the Vegas Golden Knights are in first place out west. Yeah, it's kind of been quiet this year, and you know it's going to be on them. It's going to be right to the end of the year. You can't let up. This is not the time to take your foot off the gas. I think it was important for them with, with the new additions. It's always good to get on a road trip. That, that bonds the team together. John and Marceau said this is the closest team they've had since year one. So I think any time you hear that coming from the room, knowing that you have that type of chemistry in there it is important, and it's built on a road trip when you're trying to acclimate new guys. So I think the way they won on the road, uh, you know, had to grind for, for some wins. Tampa, then Carolina, their most complete game without question uh, against a very good team in which they dominated. Um, and then, you know, St. Louis, I think that was, you know, kind of fourth game in six night. They found a way to get it done. Philadelphia, they're in control. They kind of, you know, they bent, but they didn't break and, and found a way. So I think that's the important thing. I, this is going to be a tough one for me tonight when you come back from the East Coast after a five-game trip, uh, basically only a day between. But that's what you're paid to do is perform and prepare. So, uh, And you should get up for the Flames. This is going to be a physical. This is going to be different than their last game. Calgary mm-hmm. plays a physical game. You've got to be mentally prepared and engaged early um, because you know what's coming at you. And they're going to be a desperate hockey club sitting five points out trying to get in. This is a team that won the Pacific last year. And, you know, it's not looking great right now, the situation mm-hmm. they're in. They've got to go on a serious run. So I think that's good is when you get those games, these games of meaning at this time of the year, especially if you're the top team. This is, this is where you've got to prove your worth. And uh, it'll be fun to be back at T-Mobile. It feels like we've been away forever. Hey, Shane, last one. Uh, Saturday, March 25th at Edmonton, then the back-to-back Tuesday here in Vegas with Edmonton. For those who don't understand in some of our football audience and other stick and ball fans out there that don't understand what Connor McDavid is doing this year. Can you put it in perspective to Mario Lemieux, Gretzky, what you see with your eyes when you see him live and then look at the stat sheet? Uh, well, yeah, he, he's doing what those guys did when they dominated in their time. Mm-hmm. And it was unlike anything else. He's doing it in a league that's more skilled than it's ever been. Um, that's what really makes it astounding to me is to, to play at this level in a league that is faster, is more skilled than anything we've ever seen before, just proves his otherworldly talent, just God-given, um, his ability to do it. It's, it's unlike anything I've seen. Um, you know, but that's why I'm always, in any sport, you know how it is. The players have evolved. The sports evolved. The athletes evolved. It's tough to, to compare generations, decades, whatever you want to call it, with the guys who dominated them to now because everything's changed so much. But I'll just say he's as dominant as Gretzky and Lemieux were, without question, doing it in a very special time where we haven't seen it in such a long time. And, uh, yeah, I'm, he, he's worth price admission to watch each and every time he gets on the ice or he has the puck. He's the guy that can bring you out of your seat. Excellent. Shane, always a pleasure. I'll see you in the building over the next couple of weeks. Really appreciate your insight. Thanks for coming on with us today. Thank you. Thanks, JT. Stop by anytime when you're in the building. All 100%. Right? You got it. Shane Knighty, great to talk to him. He's fantastic. He does a lot of national work. He's great here with the Vegas Golden Knights, and I'm ready to roll. Uh, this team has 90 points. One of the biggest storylines here in this city of Las Vegas and in the entire NHL, the Vegas Golden Knights are legit. 
So there were problems early in the season. Fans around the NHL were like, well, Stone's gone. They're not going to kind of be able to hold up down the stretch. They don't have a goalie. Robin Leonard and that nightmare, whatever happened with his career and his snake farm and all that, they're just doomed to have some bad luck. Hell with that. They are damn good. And they got 90 points and they can win the cup. This team has positioned themselves as the one seed as of today in the West. Take care of business. There's still a lot of hockey left. But stay where they're going to stay here. Stay above the fold. Keep everybody healthy. Try to get everybody back at the right time. Have home ice in the West at the Fortress. And then take your shot in the postseason. Because I'm telling you, it's going to be a bloodbath in the East. With the Devils and Tampa Bay and Toronto. And the Bruins are clearly the best team. If the Bruins were in the West, I'd, I'd have them in the Stanley Cup already. But the fact that the Bruins are going to have to fight through the East, they could come into the Stanley Cup final battered and bruised, and Vegas could come in flying, right? That's a chance. I'm hoping that could happen here. It's a huge storyline. All right, so the media is on hold here at the Raider facility. We're waiting for some press conferences. We got Jacoby Myers' press conference. We're waiting for a live interview coming up here with the player. If we don't get it today, I'm sure they'll give it to us tomorrow. And March Madness is ongoing. We already have a massive upset as the number four seed, Virginia, goes down. And uh, this is what I like about March Madness. Day one and day two. Do you see an upset? Is there a game that jumps out at you? San Diego State up by two, wrapping up the first half against Charleston. Alabama is going to have no problem beating Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and we'll get to some of the other games from earlier today, the games that are in progress. Where you're watching them, call in. If you're a college basketball fan, give me a call. Where are you on the strip? How much fun you having? We got all of our partners that have great events today, Resorts World, Doghouse, Virgin, the theater, Riley Green's concert, plus they have viewing parties there. Uh, We got a great setup at the M, M Resort Spa. They're doing something really big going forward. So all of our partners, including the Strat, because we were there yesterday to kick off their March Madness, they all have activations today. That's the term in Vegas. Activations for college basketball. Please go to some of our partners and go have a good time and enjoy the madness of March Madness. When we come back, I don't know. I don't know today because we were planning on a couple of things and we're trying to just kind of bob and weave like we're boxing here. We'll see who we get. And uh, Q's down at the facility. I've been texting with him. He's got a big show lined up. Uh, He's got a three-hour show after everything he saw today with the introductory press conferences. So make sure you listen to him, too, on the flagship. I mean, it's just offense that I was comfortable playing in, and um, I'm just excited. I mean, I just want to add another speed element to it, be able to stretch the field, be able to compliment Devontae, um, Jacoby, uh, Renfro. I mean, guys like that. I mean, everybody has talent, so um, just just adding a speed element to it, being able to take, take the top of off the coverage, um, you're going to see a lot of split safety. So um, basically just take advantage of those opportunities when they come. Uh, Philip Dorsett, one of the several Raiders who spoke today. Uh, we'll get you more on that before the top cue coming up at 2 o'clock. Uh, Jacoby Myers, I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do. He was brought in to be the number two now. He's a legit wide receiver, signed a three-year deal for $33 million. $21 million will be guaranteed. And it's a big contract for a player who has a lot of upside left. This was his press conference from earlier today. 
I was saying just uh, obviously you have a lot of familiarity with people in the building here. Um, how much of a factor did that play um, in you coming to the Raiders? A lot, like a whole bunch, honestly, because I feel like when I first met Josh, it was just he was pushing me. You know, Maybe at the time I wasn't his biggest fan, but looking back on my career, like he helped me grow as a football player, as a man. So it definitely played a big part as far as me choosing to come here and just want to be a better person, a better player. So. Vinny mm. Montreal with the Vegas Journal. Um, you were here during the summer uh, mm. practicing. Did it kind of, I mean, any thoughts at that point in time? Like, hey, this might be a place that I come to at some point? Um, honestly, I was just, I had never really been here. So I was, that time, I was just soaking it all in, excited to see everything. The mountains, the mountains still throw me off when I see them. Uh, the heat, for sure. But, you know, it definitely was a place I could picture myself at. I just didn't know how things would shake up in the future. So I'm happy it did work out. Jacoby Hondo Carpenter, I, you talked about Josh helping you develop as a player and a man. Can you talk about his leadership style? What was it that appealed to you? Mm -hmm. His thing is just ironing out all the details, you know. I feel like if you take care of the little things with Josh, it'll make sure all the big things are erased. So he definitely drilled home, focusing on every single detail. If that's route depth step count, inside leverage, when it outside, he made sure he drilled it. And if you didn't do it the way that he liked it, you repeated it. So I feel like that, like I said, it helped me as a man grow because it made me focus on the little things that matter in life and not just football. So. Jacoby, uh, Levi Edwards, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Obviously, even though you're new to the team, you have a lot of familiarity being around the building with the joint practice and mm -hmm. also the two times you played the Raiders last year. What's your thoughts on just the overall facility and also getting to play in the Legion Stadium. Mm, nah, man, it's it's futuristic, honestly. It's it's unlike anything I've ever seen, and I'm I'm happy that I get to take advantage of it. Right, it's a lot of things they've walked me around and showed me the training staff, the equipment staff, the weight room. It's I've never seen anything like it. And I'm just really, really excited. That's really all I can say, honestly. Just excited. Myers, Bear Nation Radio 920. How do you see your skill set fitting in with the with the, this team and their offensive weapons that they have? Mm, they got some real dogs on the offensive side, you know, and I feel like they can really play football. And it's, I just be another piece of the puzzle, just trying to do my role, do my job, and hopefully keep this machine rolling smoothly. Jacoby, you were undrafted coming out of college. Has it kind of set in for you to go from that to signing, you know, your contract, your second contract in the NFL, and then having this opportunity? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something I won't ever probably let myself forget. You know, I remind myself every day just so I don't get too big-headed. You know, at the end of the day, you still that undrafted kid from Georgia. So, But even saying that, it's still those moments is like, well, you are that undrafted kid from Georgia, you know. So it's some, it's some precious moments, you know what I mean, some precious moments with my family. I know my mom has shed tears, my brothers, everybody. I know they proud. I'm happy that I went through it, stuck it out. And it's just, you know, I'm – I smile, you know, when I think about it. Like, I'm grateful. Just thank God, honestly. So, Heidi Fang, Las Vegas Review Journal. Wondering how much of a draw it was for you to come to play with Devontae Adams and how much you're looking forward to pairing up with him and working alongside of him. Oh, man, that's that was definitely a big – not even just him, though. You know, you got Hunter, you got Josh Jacobs, Jimmy G. Like, it's a, it's a bunch of guys on that offensive side of the ball that I was really excited. But just him, you know, he's a great player. And I feel like that gives me something to look forward to as far as the next level of my game. So just to come in here and just see what greatness looked like, honestly, and how I can just add that to my game, it was a no-brainer. Ryan Sakamoto, Dark Sider, Beast Rider. Um, in high school, you played quarterback. How much has that helped you grow as an NFL player, seeing the game from a different lens? Mm -hmm. I would say the fact that I play quarterback and I play other sports is probably the reason I am who I am today. Like, I just learned how to adapt 
I learned how to understand what quarterbacks need, where I need to be, when I need to be there. So it really made it a smooth transition. I just had to learn how to probably block and not get tired so fast. But other than that, it was it was a smooth transition. I really appreciate playing quarterback. So. Jacoby, Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. How familiar are you with, with Jimmy as a quarterback? And, and what, what's that relationship kind of going to be like? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like there's probably not too many players in the league who don't know who Jimmy G is, right? So, And then he played as a Patriot. So I know who he is. I heard a lot about him. I heard about his personality, honestly. And I feel like that's probably the easiest thing, just a guy who's cool, calm, collected. Because I've seen him have good days, bad days, but I've always seen him with the same smile on his face. So take away the X's and the O's and the talent. I feel like that alone would be fun to play with. Jacoby, uh, Chris Matthews with the CBS affiliate here in Las Vegas. Can you kind of tell, you hear so much and you see so much and you read so much about the Raider way. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, tell me what that is? What, in your opinion, what is the Raider way? I mean the uh, Patriot way. Oh, I was about to say, I got to find out first. But, uh, <laughs> but um, honestly, if I could sum it up simply, it's just putting the team before yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like, it has a title, but that's just the way of life. So it might end up being a Raider way because I feel like I'm the type of guy who's really big on family. So this is my family now. I got to put my family before myself. And whatever I can do to help my family and help us grow as a team, as people, I'm going to try to do that. Throughout your career, you've pretty much evenly played both outside and in the slot. Uh, what's going into kind of refining your skill set at both of those spots? And, and what does it take to play both of those spots at a high level in the NFL? Um, I would say at both spots, I've probably equally been strapped up. Like, I've been guarded pretty well at both spots. So just trial and error, you know. I, I tried something one day, it didn't work. Tried something the next day, it did work. So I try to learn a lot from the things that didn't work and remember the things that did work. And at the end of the day, you get what you got now. So, I mean, I'm still trying things. I'm still learning things. I'm still getting strapped up. I'm still getting open. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's a part of the game. It's, they get paid, too. But like I said, I'm enjoying the journey. I'm just trying to figure it out the best I can. Jacoby, last year you had a career high, you know, six touchdowns, took your game to another level. Was there something you would say you did physically or mentally that kind of flipped the switch that kind of created, you know, that success last season? Uh, honestly, I think I just wasn't scoring at first because I was trying to break the record. You know what I mean? Most catches, no touchdowns. And then once I got it, it was like, oh, let's score now. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, honestly, I was just, it was just a trust thing. You know, a lot of guys, I had to earn trust day by day. And, it wasn't an easy road. I had a lot of new, a lot of new quarterbacks, so it was a lot of miscommunications, or I messed something up, and guys wouldn't, I wouldn't be in the position I needed to be. So I just felt like I really had to lock in and understand where I needed to be exactly when I needed to be there, and just making tough catches in tough situations because the red zone is hard. It's hard to score down there. So, like I said, just just trying, man, just trying to figure it out every day, getting better. Jacoby, Harry Reese with the Spanish Raider broadcast. What do you know about the Raider Nation? You were able to play out here last year, but you've mostly been out there in the East Coast, Georgia, Carolina, New England, now being out here in Las Vegas. What do you know about the fan base? Honestly, not too much. You know, I know about the history of the team and the move and everything, but that's probably one of the most exciting opportunities for me, just to learn what it's like living out here and meeting people and what it's like as far as support. So. I'm excited to get to meet everybody. I mean, I'm not turning down any conversation. So if y'all ever want to talk or y'all trying to go out, I mean, let's go. Just hit me up. So, I mean, I really am excited to just embrace the community and embrace everybody. So, Kobe, Kevin Bollinger from Fox 5 here in Vegas. I'll, I'll be the, the guy that addresses the, 
the question uh, about uh, what happened here last year. I was waiting on it. I was wait. I was waiting on it. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Uh, uh, take us through, uh, you know, your thoughts of that play. Have any of your new teammates uh, maybe mm. already given you a little bit of crap about it? And, and how important is it for you to create new memories in Las Vegas? To that <laughs> mm. I mean, nah, that that was a that was a humbling experience. You know, as a man, as a football player, that was that was just tough. You know, I I knew what it meant to the team that I was on at the time, and so it, it really hurt me because, like I said, family is really big for me. So when I went through it, in the moment, my heart was broken. You know, but Days after, just seeing how guys kind of rallied around me, it built me up as a person. So now I know, like, whenever one of my teammates mess up, who I want to be in that situation, you know? Like, how I want to help them, what type of love, what type of support I want to give. So now if you ask me directly what happened, I don't know. That's the truth. Like, I really don't know. It just, I had the ball and I didn't have the ball. You know what I mean? That was the end of it. But as far as growth, it taught me a lot about myself, you know, and how I want to help people in the future, so. How's that first interaction with Chandler going to be? <sighs> Stay tuned. You know, I'm at the, I'm at the see. I'm at the see. I'll, I'll keep you posted for sure. Adam Hill from Las Vegas Review Journal. You talked earlier about kind of learning what maybe Josh was as a coach. It took a while for you to kind of develop that. What what changed in your maybe in your mindset in your career that made you understand what maybe he was trying to do as a coach? Learning myself. You know, I feel like coming out of college, I was still a young kid, you know, who – who thought I had all the answers, who just knew I was going to be a Hall of Famer. It didn't matter what you said to me, but I done been humbled a lot. I done lost a lot, and I feel like at the end of the day, I just want to be better, you know. I just want to be a better person, a better football player. So I have to appreciate the people who are trying to get that out of me. And I don't think I appreciated it at first, but now just, I mean, if you're willing to coach me the hard way, if you're willing to, like, give me knowledge, I'm willing to learn and listen. So it's been pretty – it's been a – eye-opening experiences I've grown in the league. So. You had a, you know, a comment on Twitter yesterday about Juju's contract in New England. Was, mm. was there any animosity about how they handled maybe your situation? Nah, not for real. I mean, I just like messing with people, honestly. I just like to get on people's skin. But, nah, honestly, man, I appreciate them for everything that I've been through there. And I, I never really got to say – well, I did get to say goodbye, but I never really got to tell them bye as I was leaving the building. So that was just me being – Childish for real, but now I, I love them. But I'm also happy to be here. Thank you. All right. All right. Take care, yeah, that was really good. I'm happy we played that. Excellent. I saw that on my phone earlier today. Jacoby Myers, uh, Kevin Bonger, our part, our partner from Fox Five, asked that question about the lateral throw that he made to Chandler Jones. That was a big play. That was a huge play for New England because it kind of cost him. Not only a game, but a game where they could have went to the playoffs and been really, not an elite team, but that was a huge play. And uh, Kevin had to ask that question. Someone had to ask that question, and I loved his answer. And he wants to be that teammate that can pick others up if it happens to them. That was a really cool question and answer to him, and he seems like a great guy. Jacoby Myers, newest wide receiver of the Silver and Black, and a guy who's going to have to have a huge impact with, all, with everything that's going on now, they, they need a guy who can step in and have a big year opposite of Devontae, and he should be able to do that. want to remind you, we just met with our team at Remy Martin. They have so many great activations coming. Their Quantro game day at Dre's Beach Club is on Saturday, March 25th. Pool season is back at the world-famous Dre's Rooftop Beach Club. Rent your cabana and enjoy Quantro margaritas while watching the college basketball tournament. 
Quantro games, giveaways, and mixing up margaritas all day. Quantro, the art of the mix. This will be really big with all the activations that we have coming up with Remy Martin. And no better place, especially with the weather getting warmer and warmer, to be on top of that rooftop at Dre's. Remember, we've had Raider draft parties up there. We've had private events up there. We've had birthday parties up there. That staff does an amazing job. And when the sun's out and ripping, and you can go inside and outside and have shade and be in the pool and get a cabana and watch March Madness... What is better than that? So thanks again to our proud partner, Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. We can't wait to see what we can do with them this year, especially with F1 and the buildup to the Super Bowl. We have another press conference. I want to get to a piece of that. Marcus Epps, the safety, who might be joining us, might be joining us. We have that ready to go. We'll get to that next, and we'll get to that on the other side. Also, the other uh, Raiders who are in the building, Robert Spillane, the linebacker, signed a two-year, $7 million contract. $4.2 million guaranteed. Sounds like he's going to be playing. What we'll see with Philip Dorsett. We've been playing some of his sound. Amir Abdullah. And so much more to get to. So free agency is winding down. Maybe a surprise or two in regards to another player joining the Raiders. But I think that's probably pretty much it. So anything that happens from here... We're going to pivot and get to the NFL draft coming back. i got a half hour to go before I'm out of here. You want to get through and grade the Raiders' offseason free agency. We'll, we'll take all your calls. Okay, We're looking for some rational people in here before the weekend kicks in. My weekend's kicking in for March Madness. My voice needs to hold up Sunday when I go back to work. But we'll give you some scores coming up on the other side as we continue. JT, from the studio today. I was supposed to be at the Raiders. A little bit of a conflict today with the time of the press conferences. So working with Bobby from Lotus Broadcasting and looking forward to some good games after this. And I'll get you a live leader update board because we don't have a live leader update guy in the building for March Madness. So I guess I'll do that too. I'll do that too and give you a leaderboard update coming up here on the other side. Raiders only have three up by the line of scrimmage. Mac Jones hands it off on a draw to Ramondre Stevenson. Breaks out of a tackle at the 50. Has the 45. Breaks away from another tackle. Pitches it backwards. And now Jacoby Myers spinning around. He throws it to Chandler Jones in midfield. And a step forward. Chandler Jones racing towards the end zone. It scores. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe what I just saw. Again! I can't believe what I just saw. This is unbelievable. <laughs> wow! On the first night of Hanukkah, it's a miracle in Las Vegas. Chandler Jones picks off a lateral, and the Raiders win 30-24. to You know, for a lot of Raider fans who have angst with them, I was lucky, like many, to be at two of the greatest football games ever played in regular season history with finishes. The best that'll never be topped, the finality of the regular season against the Chargers to go to the playoffs. The greatest single season ending to a season ever in NFL history. And then the Chandler Jones interception there. If you were there for that, I was outside the Modelo Lounge getting ready to do the postgame show, and that was an event. And those are good memories. I've had a lot of good memories in that building. And I've had a lot of unique memories in that building. 
You know, Mark Davis gave a speech as he won an award, the Game Changer Award, from the Adelson School uh, last weekend. All the legends were there in attendance. Pretty much every Raider gold jacket was there. And it was really special. And Mark talked about the season where he didn't go because of the COVID restrictions, and he stayed away with the fans. And I remember being in the building, one of just a few people, to see amazing games, beating Drew Brees, what that season was like, Tom Brady playing, combining for five touchdowns, and you couldn't hear a whisper in the entire building. And then the crowd's coming back, and then that Chandler-Jones game, which was amazing. And I thought it was really cool that Jacoby Myers answered that question about how that play hurt. I mean, it hurt his teammates, and it took a while, but his teammates picked him up. Is that the Patriot way? Yeah, that is the Patriot way. That's how teammates pick each other up, the level of professionalism and part of what they're trying to do here. Marcus Epps will be your starting safety. He will be on the field the majority of the time because he signed a two-year, $12 million deal that includes nearly $8 million guaranteed. Here's part of his press conference as he met the media a few hours ago. Marcus, Hondo Carpenter, I was talking to several of the beat reporters, and they were all stunned that you got away. Will you talk about the opportunity to be a Raider, what it meant to you? Did you expect to stay? And, and really what it means to be here, please. Um, going into it, wasn't really sure what was going to happen. Um, but, you know, the Raiders, they made the biggest push for me, and, you know, that meant a lot to me. And really excited to be here, really excited to play for this storied franchise. And, you know, I just can't wait to get to work with the guys. This is Tashawn Reed from The Athletic. Uh, last season was your, your first time going into the year with that full-time starting role. What did you learn just from taking on that responsibility, playing more, and, and just throughout the season? Um, learned a lot about consistency. Learned a lot about what it takes, the day-in and day-out grind, um, you know, what it takes to take care of your body throughout the season. Um, so, you know, it was definitely a great learning experience for me and, you know, some things that I can um, take and continue to use to get better going forward. Marcus Q. Myers, Red Nation Radio 920. What was the vision that the staff kind of told you about, hey, this is how we want you to play in this, this defense that we got? Um, you know, I think we're still kind of talking through those things, but, you know, the biggest thing for me was they really wanted me here. Um, they really believed in me as a player, as a person, and, you know, that, that went a long way for me. Um, so that was, that was the biggest reason why, why I chose here. Marcus, going to high school in uh, Huntington Beach, uh, I would imagine there's a lot of Raider fans uh, there. Yeah. Um, have you heard from any family and friends that are Raider fans or uh, pretty happy that you're going to be in the Silver and Black? Yeah, definitely. Got some uncles that are Raider fans. My uncle actually lives here in Vegas. Um, so, you know, a lot of people back home um, around L.A. area, Raider fans. So, you know, I'm really, really excited for this opportunity. Marcus, you've been in the playoffs three out of your four seasons in the league so far. What have you learned about, you know, what it takes for a team to break through and make it to the playoffs on a consistent basis? Um, I think... I learned the most this year, and the biggest thing I took away from that was just, like I said before, the day in and, and day out grind. Um, you know, it's a long season, obviously, and you know you can't look look far ahead. Um, you got to be able to, you know, have tunnel vision, stay focused on on the grind each and every day. You know, you don't want to look too far ahead. So, you know, I'm not even, my mind's not even there yet. You know, I'm just, you know, thankful to be here, happy to be here, and you know, I'm looking towards what I can do in my off season training to, you know. Um, improve myself as a player going into this year. Marcus, you go from a pretty experienced secondary to a kind of young secondary here with the Raiders. Is leadership and, and is that something that, that you're wired through and, and accept that kind of responsibility? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I was a three-year captain in college, um, you know, and I've been able to, my time in the league, I've been able to learn um, from some great leaders, you know, having been under, when we went with the Vikings, Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris, then with the Eagles, um, 
Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod and then Slay. So, you know, I've learned a lot from a lot of, of great teammates, great leaders um, in the DB rooms that I've been in. So I learned a lot from them, and, you know, I'm excited to take on a little bit more of that here. Marcus, Heidi Fang, Las Vegas Review Journal. It seems like you've always given yourself challenges from being a walk-on at Wyoming to building your own gym. Mm. Uh, how, I read an article that said you believe your football career is on the same trajectory as your entrepreneur uh, life of being a gym owner. Mm. What is that like for you right now on that trajectory? Where would you put it? Um, you know, honestly, for me, it's just about never getting complacent. Um, that's that's the biggest thing. Always looking for ways to improve. Always looking to get better. Always looking to put the work in, put the extra work in that it takes, you know, to be great. Um, and you know, just always having that chip on your shoulder. Like I said, I've always been an underdog. Always been doubted, and you know, it's never stopped me. I've always believed in myself. So you know, those are that's what I'm going to continue to do. You want to open a gym here? Maybe we'll see. <laughs> Marcus Paul Gutierrez from ESPN, um, Mountain West guy from Wyoming. You played here, obviously against UNLV. What was your sense of Las Vegas as a football town? Not only then as a college town, but now having played here with the Eagles when they played the Raiders, in terms of just Vegas as a football town. I mean, the the atmosphere was electric when I came um, in 2021 with the Eagles when we played here. So you know that's something that I'm really excited about because you know I have vivid memories of that that atmosphere um, in Allegiant Stadium. So you know I'm I'm really looking forward to that first time being able to put that uniform on and and go out there in front of Raider Nation. Marcus, there are a few teams like the Raiders that have that kind of that mystique about them and so forth in the NFL. Mm-hmm. When you when you signed with the Raiders, what were a few of your thoughts? I don't know if you have any childhood memories or thoughts of Raiders or anything like that. I mean, it's just a, a storied franchise. I mean, a legendary franchise, legendary organization. You know, that uniform is just a classic look. Um, so, you know, it's just it's one of those franchises that, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, if I thought about as a kid, like, hey, you're going to play for the Raiders, it's like a surreal moment. So definitely grateful to be here. Marcus, uh, Levi Evers from the Las Vegas Raiders. You actually have a college teammate here already with the Raiders and Tyler yeah. Hall. How cool is it going to be to link back with him in the secondary? Oh, it's, it's awesome. I mean, that that's my guy. He's like a brother to me. Um, you know, we train together in the offseason a lot. So, you know, I'm, I'm really, really excited for him and, you know, what he did with his opportunity last year. And I can't wait to, you know, get back there with him again and get to work. Harry Ruiz with the Spanish Raider broadcast. I see you rocking the Dodger hat LA. How big of a... Did it, of a role that it was it that LA is so close to Vegas for you to come out here? Oh, it was a big role. You know, I mean, grew up in LA, so you know it's very, very convenient, very nice for me to be be back out here on the West, be close to family again. Mark, Red Paul. You played against Jimmy um, as an opponent. What were your takeaways from him? And now that he's going to be a teammate, uh, he's a winner. You know, that's the that's the thing. Even watching him, you know. Look at his career. He's been a winner. He knows what it takes to win. He knows what it takes to play winning football. So, you know, I'm really excited to have him on the team. Really excited to be his teammate. Cool. That's all right, that's the presser from Marcus Epps, who signed the two-year deal. He'll be one of your starting safeties there. Again, I don't know what they're going to do with the rotation there, but they paid him enough. What we know that linebacker, Robert Spillane, who got the uh, two-year deal along with Marcus Epps, they are projected as starters. And if they're not, then they're going to have to get someone better. I don't see a draft pick playing over Marcus Epps. We know Trayvon Merrick is going to be there. I I think he's going to be free safety. When you look at a safety that can play in the box, Epps was able to do that. I think he's better against the run than he is against the pass. He doesn't have a lot of pass stats and interceptions in regards to that. He played on a team that had 70-plus sacks 
So that made everybody look good. That was a really good defense they had in Philadelphia. So for the Raiders to get what could be a starting linebacker and starting safety from the Pittsburgh Steelers defense and the Eagles defense, it's not bad. It's not getting Tremaine Edmonds. It's not getting the best player at the position, but it's checking a box, and they're going to have to check more in the draft. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. I'll give you a couple scores from March Madness. Games that are going on, there's one massive upset. The number four seed, Virginia, is out. That clears the way for San Diego State. If they beat Charleston, you're talking about San Diego State having a clear path to the Sweet 16. That would be incredible because Furman would be up next, and they beat Virginia 68-67. to March Madness right here in Vegas. Ask Schefter what I text him when he somehow got my number and texted me. You know, I didn't respond to Diana Rossini, I think her name is. But, like, I would say the same thing that I told Schefter. Lose my number. I'll speak for myself. Lose my number to Adam Schefter. <laughs> That's Aaron Rodgers on the Bat McAfee Show. Thanks to Bobby. Uh, we had a bunch of guests lined up today, but the Raiders were running late at some press conferences, and they're inside the press conferences, so we had to move on. Hopefully we can book them tomorrow. March Madness, the finals, Maryland beat West Virginia 67-65. That was a really good game to kick off March Madness. I thought Utah State would win. They lose to Missouri 76-65. The biggest upset, number 13, Furman, beat number 4, Virginia 68-67 uh, by one point in Orlando. That was a wild finish there. Kansas beat Howard 96-68. to uh, Other games that are in progress going on as we speak. Underway, Arkansas, Illinois. My wife went to Illinois. She's a massive Illinois basketball fan. Need this one for her. Uh, Princeton, Arizona. Princeton up 30. Excuse me, Arizona up 30-22. to That game's underway. Also, San Diego State up on Charleston, 41-34. to That game's into the second half, and no problem here with 12 minutes remaining. Alabama is up 20 on the 16th seed, Texas A&M. Corpus Christi. So there's a lot of good games tonight, really important games tonight. The number one seed, Houston's playing Northern Kentucky. Uh, that game will be on TNT. Another game I'm looking forward to seeing, an upset pick of mine. I have number 10, Penn State, over number 7, Texas A&M. And UCLA, for everybody out west who want to watch that, that should be a fun game tonight. That's at the Golden One Center in Sacramento. A lot of West Coast fans are going to get a chance to see UCLA, I would assume, beat UNC Asheville. So we'll be back here again tomorrow. We'll find out what's in store tomorrow and what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. Hopefully a couple of players we were planning on getting today uh, from some press conferences. Looking forward to that. And then we'll just tell you what's happening with March Madness and Vegas here over the weekend. And we'll wrap up free agency. Wrap up free agency and we'll get ready for what will be a little bit of downtime for us here, at least for me. Trying to figure out what we're going to do leading up to the draft, college basketball, the NBA, the final push for the NBA, and uh, everything else that's happening. Boxing, UFC, all the sports you come to this show for. Thanks again to Bobby Machado, my right-hand guy. We worked together for now over 25 years. And good chance to work with him today and tomorrow here. I'm going to get out to my buddies who are waiting for me with a booth and an unnamed sports book. But there'll be a bucket of Modellos waiting for me quickly. So that's fun. Good day today. I'll be back here tomorrow. 
at JT the Brick on Twitter and Facebook. Q is coming up next. He was at the Raider facility all day. He'll have a lot to update you on. See you back tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for listening. Oh,